good Saturday evening. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkie Saturday Night WrestleManiacs. And there's the People's Choice oh, Don Rodriguez. That was yeah, my he, he, right there. yeah, yeah. That, that's what I was about to say. Coming in like Bill Cosby. <laughs> of what course, is up, brother? What is up? I'm the big guy, KG. Nothing much, man. I'm, I'm just here. Yeah, and I, I got my show. I'm finally on location this Saturday. Uh, been an eventful day. If you have not checked it out already, go check out the Facebook page and the Instagram page with all the pictures from the happenings of today. Uh, been handling sideline junkie business for the last six days. Mm. I am exhausted. A lot of handshake deals and things trying to move us forward to get us on a bigger, even bigger distribution deal. I mean, the distribution deal down we have is big. I'm trying to make it even bigger. Really so I'm out here r- rubbing elbows and trying to get it so you see these faces on TV. So make sure you lotion some, lotion some kneecaps. Lotion kneecaps, elbows. I'm trying to do it all right about now. Well, it's been a minute. It seemed like it's been a long time. Shouldn't have left you yep. without a dope beat to step two. Oh. That's all right. I was going there. Uh, so, Lord Eric being rocking. You know it. Lots happened. So, uh, I think we should go ahead and talk about the MJF in the room. <laughs> it just feels right. Last we left, MJF was doing a program of Wardlow. Good program, good business. Uh, set up Wardlow to be uh, become all elite uh, and to be put over clean, which MJF did a good job. But there's a little bit of controversy, and I want to get your opinion because some people believe this is a shoot, some people believe this is a work, and it has the or it could be a combination of the two. So what I mean by that is uh, we all know that on. Uh, the, the June 1st edition of Dynamite, MJF delivered his own CM Punk S pipe bomb, which so happened to correlate with all the uh, TNT executive heads being in attendance because it was right after the pay-per-view. And he kind of went off. Where I think it's a work is because if you had a guy that no-showed a fan event, which MJF did, which caused controversy and people wondering whether or not MJF was going to show. Is there a plane ticket? Did he purchase it? Is he flying? What's going to happen? He did show up, obviously, and and put um, uh, Wardlow over. But if you had somebody do that, why would you open the show with somebody that volatile with present company attending? Now, after the pay per view, it was said that you know MJF and Tony Khan were going to have a conversation. MJF could have placated and then set himself up to be able to, you know, do the promo, but didn't know it was going to go south. So south that he called uh, Tony Khan and Evan Mark, told him he should be out there in the fans instead of in the back. I mean, he pretty much pulled a CM Punk to the point, which is ironic, that CM Punk, once commercial, they went to commercial, ran him away. So my question to you, and that's everything in a nutshell, I encourage you to go watch the YouTubes and all that stuff to get the full ensemble of everything MJF had to say. It was about 10 minutes uh, worth of 
angst and, and anger and, and promo. And, you know, he, he worked the fans. That's the other reason why I think it was a work. He worked the fans. They were booing him. And next thing you know, they're cheering him. Worked the fans and took his claim for being the number one emotional draw on AEW Dynamite. I know some people argue Jericho and, you know, they'll argue, you know, uh, uh, other uh, superstars or wrestlers like Mox and, and Daniel Bryan and stuff like that. But uh, MJF really told the truth. Nobody um, commands that much emotion upon his entrance music and the fact that you see him with a microphone than MJF. So my question to you, work, shoot. I think it's a work. Not even going to lie to you. I'm saying a work because <sighs> what you have going on with Sasha and uh, God, I want to call her by her government name, Naomi. You going to call uh, her yeah, I, I always find myself getting ready to call her by her government name, but can't do that. That's not who we're talking about. Only one um, can do that. <laughs> but with, with everything that's going on with them, I think this is just like, you know, let's use this type of heat and let's put ourselves over with this. And I think that's what it is. I think it's a work. Yeah, I felt that. I was thinking that same kind of spin, but if we're going to play devil's advocate, let's say it's a shoot and MJF is trying his hardest to get released because we all know he's been saying 2024 WWE comes a knocking. I may go with signing if the, the, the amount is right. So just seeing how things are in the WWE, they need somebody else other than Roman Reigns, period, especially now that Cody wrestled probably the match of his life and he's on a shelf for which reported now nine months. Um, they need somebody because there's nobody there that commands that much emotional attachment in the WWE. Nobody on raw NXT or SmackDown. I can't think of any one person that when they get on the microphone, I'm like just drawn in other than Roman. Uh, and the, and the bloodline storyline. So they need them. They may want to pay a lot. It's almost like the cell phone thing. We'll buy you out of your uh, your contract if you come over here with us and give you a free phone. So if he's trying to do that, Tony's got uh, two options. He can say, "Fine, go see if the, the grass is green on the other side," which Jericho has uh, stated uh, via Twitter that it's not. Or he could become the McMahon and say, because they've already pulled his uh, MJF's, um, uh, all the graphics and everything. He's not on anything. They've pulled him off the website. They've taken his merch uh, off the store. So Tony could say, fine, let's go ahead and pull the NFL deal since I'm an NFL guy. And we're just going to pay you to sit on the bench for two more years and ride out your contract just to be a dick, to pay you back. So I mean, I don't know. Do you think do you think Tony Khan is gonna if it is a shoot that he's gonna just go ahead and cut the losses and say whatever? No. If it's a shoot, when you get something unexpected like this, what do you do? Especially if you're a businessman, you're gonna take That's something like this. Off. We already know the quote. 
Controversy creates cash. You take that, you spend it in your favor, and you make it work. Mm-hmm. You make you take something bad and you turn it into something bad, but it's good. Do it's possible. Give, do you give him the mic again? Yes. Because technically, he, this could convert him into the new Stone Cold. I thought Tony Khan of wrestle. Could that be? No. No, but you see where it's going, though. There's a parallel. You, you see where the possibility is. There's a parallel, yeah. Tony so, Khan could be an on-air figure, which that will he will live his dream. People would actually, they're missing the Attitude Era. So to have a Mr. McMahon versus uh, a homegrown Steve Austin-esque type of character. And a dispute is not about, you know, respect. It's about money. So we're not going to get the uh, the beer trucks and, and all that stuff. We may get some run-ins. We may get some show interaction. Uh, we may get him taking the microphone off of Tony Schiavone and pushing him out the way and jumping on commentary. We may have him ringing a ring bell at the wrong times or playing with the lighting, you know, do what Randy Orton did in the truck and, you know, just, just mess up the show. Almost to the level of Nexus without ripping up the ring. I think that'd be entertaining. Yes. It, w- it would put some spice into AEW. And guess what? This is a copycat lead. If it worked for one, it's going to work for the other. Isn't that and wrestling, though? It, the Lord knows. It? How many WOs do we have? How, uh, many, how many people in, in different federations drop in two suites? It, 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 it's, it's, a, it's a copycat lead. You know, we've even seen YouTube videos of Michael Jackson doing a moonwalk into a DDT. I mean, <laughs> which was absolutely positively wow. like that. So, I mean, it's it's possible. So it could be this could be a, a win win loss type of situation. And truthfully, in my opinion, it all hinges on Tony Khan. And if he can see, and we'll talk about um, the next uh, the next opinion at the end of the show about uh tony khan but it all depends on what he sees and if he's got the right goggles now if this was dusty oh man daddy she we gonna put a little bit of spit on that shine and go ahead and put it out there I'm telling you it'd be phenomenal and it's it's great you bring up dusty because today marks seven years yeah man you know every day the the, the entire wrestling world misses him Everything. Yeah, and I, I'm not, I, I'm not a former wrestler, or anything like that. I never trained under under Dusty, never shared the square circle with him, but always was one of my favorites. Always will be one of my favorites. Um, I actually, when my youngest granddaughter was a little fussy when she was younger, I would play the Hard Times promo, <laughs> quiet it right down. Now I play and she just stare off. She's just like, yeah, I know where this comes from. Teach them early. That's right. Greatest so, promo ever. Speaking of uh, teaching early, that's a bad segue. It doesn't really mean anything. But my boo, we talked about this, uh, Stephanie McMahon stepping down. This has also got a little controversial because uh, – the original speculation was that it was family issue. We, we talked about that, wondered if it was because of Triple H and such. Then 
the scuttlebutt started going out, which I don't understand it. But the original thing was that it was Vince McMahon's call was also said. And that's been kind of debunked a little bit. Uh, from there, um, there was word that they were starting to kind of dog Stephanie as she was, you know, on her way out and transitioning out, you know, just saying how bad she has been, which is kind of weird considering if you follow WWE on Twitter and, and Stephanie, every time you turn around, she's getting another award for doing something. So to me, that's great PR. So if you got somebody pulling great PR, especially when the wrestling community uh, as a whole is clamoring for women empowerment, period. And some of those uh, uh, accolades that she got was for women empowerment. You now have her leading. She's getting dogged out and reference to stories and they're saying bad things about her. You would think dad be like, hey, shut the hell up. But no, um, that didn't get kiboshed. Now it's uh, starting to kind of speculate and surface that this is because of the lawsuit with um, MLW and how allegedly uh, Stephanie McMahon had a hand in Fox not uh, joining uh, or honoring the contract with MLW and Tubi. So this lawsuit could come into play uh, to which uh, Stephanie, I believe, is uh, said reportedly to be on the board of Tubi. And there's some conflict of interest things happening in this lawsuit. So it's a couple of different things. It's like every time you turn around, it's a different side of the coin uh, that's being flipped up and down. And it, it's no official statement. And nobody said anything yet. But I still think her stepping down is bad. Bad for image. There's only one McMahon in charge. And they've already replaced her. Wasn't with a woman, I can tell you that much. So we lost that. And now, where do we go? Because Trips is, you know, kind of just flying by night right now. We don't know what Triple H is doing. So you tell me, is it... Is it good to not have Stephanie in the WWE right now? No. It's not good. I'm going to put it to you this way. She is needed because, you know, think about when we first seen her on screen and how she's evolved into this character on screen. Now, you don't see her very much on screen, but she's needed because when she was running things at least it was a watchable and wwe's not always watchable these days yeah her and, versus paul Heyman, smackdown versus raw was you know rather entertaining even though paul is still putting that working on the smackdown side of things but exactly then you got uh you know her and, and triple h is the authority it's like so much that she's contributed over the years even these last five years so much she she's contributed now we're talking about she's gone and you you wwe has a habit of shame which would have been okay but see they didn't like the way shane wrote we know we found that out at royal rumble because shane, when shane had something written the game he want if he's gonna do it he's gonna do it this way but that, he that, had things written that would have made royal rumble way better than what it was Potential. And these these knucklehead chicken pecking writers. Oh no, we're not gonna do that. We're no, no, we're not gonna do that. We're not gonna do man. Fuck you. 
This is Shane McMahon we talking about. Like I would have been more, I'd have been more excited to see him go over than a lot of other stuff that happened at Royal Rumble. I would have walked away from it too. Yeah, that's where I get mad at Vince, because truthfully, how it should be ran is like Young and the Restless and Newman Enterprise. First of all, ain't nobody gonna tell Victor no Victor Newman anything. Hey, and when Nick came out there and started saying something, you're not gonna tell Nick anything. Victor's going back up Nick unless he's doing something way way crazy. And if Victoria tell you to do something, Victor's going to back up Victoria unless she's doing something way crazy, you know, business-wise. Now, Jack Abbott may throw some things out there and mess up, uh, you know, but that's a whole different story right there. But just in a business standpoint, <laughs> boy. Number one, you just showed your age. Hey, man. Eric number, Braden, that's my boy right there. Number two, <laughs> when I was about, i say about four years old, my godmother asked me what did I want to be when I grew up, and I told her I wanted to be Victor Newman. Yeah, man. She said, why would you want to be Victor Newman? I said, he's the most powerful man on TV. Why wouldn't I want to be powerful like him? Yeah. But then she asked me, she said, no, you got to pick somebody else. And the second person I picked, I didn't know. I was young. Told her I wanted to be Rayful Edmonds. She said, why would you want to be him? I mean, I want to be able to take to give have enough money that I can give back to the neighborhood. I didn't know how he made his money. I was four. <laughs> I, all I cared about was buying old ladies uh, heat and oil and, and air conditions, buying the ice cream truck for kids. That's all I cared about. So, uh, well, at least you didn't say the mayor for life. I wouldn't have <laughs> mind being him neither. <laughs> Cause hell, if he was still living, DC wouldn't be. You know what? Don't even get me started on that. Yeah. Don't 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 get me started on that. Cause things would be a lot different if he was still living and he was yeah. in office. Yeah, good old Marion Barry, man, you showing your age now. Hey, greatest mayor of all time. <laughs> I shoot Baltimore. We feel the same thing about Kurt Smoot, but uh, you know. another another great mayor. And I big ups to uh, William Donald Schaefer too. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I think he, about it. but he was in my time, he was a great governor. The corner phrase Baltimore, the city that reads, and have him put on the bus, <laughs> the, the, the seats on the, the bus stops and everything. I'm like, God dang, this dude putting in that work. Baltimore, the city that reads. If only that was true. Um, yeah, he should have had a guest spot in the wire. I don't think he did, but he should have. But yeah, Stephanie McMahon not being in WWE in any capacity. For optics purposes, not good. One McMahon that you never see, but you know is running the entire place by hook or by crook, um, is not good for optics, especially as Vince is trying to juggle uh, Fox and USA, trying to get, you know, internally the best product, the number one superstar. You know, Fox has really pushed for the merging of the championships. They also, if you notice, the bloodline is primarily on one network so usa is not too happy of course so they've you've got that to worry about here's and my thing with that why in the world would i let a network run my business uh it's because you cash that check i don't give a damn i may have cashed a check for you to show my product but you're not why, going why, to run my product why are you going to saudi arabia in november for crown jewel blood money because you cash that check but you're not gonna you're not gonna run you're not gonna run my business. You're Why? not gonna tell me, 
oh, you should merge the title. What do you know about wrestling? Hmm? What do you know about the business? Take it a hmm? step further. Why are you allowing a streaming service to censor your material that has been out on DVDs, Blu-rays, your own streaming service? You're allowing Peacock to just neuter the Attitude Era. So Guess kids what? that are watching the Attitude Era are basically watching AEW. That's hard to get on that. Guess what? I guarantee you they signed that contract because they seen how much money was going to be paid and with Peacock and Fox and all that, but they didn't read the fine print. This is the fine print right here. You can't have this on our streaming service. You can't have that. You can't do this. Even, even the pay-per-views are shitty. Like you're supposed to have overrun of pay-per-views that leaves you on a cliffhanger wanting more. And you like, damn, that's good. But this pay-per-view, it'll start at six and it's over by 12. And it don't come back on immediately. On the WWE uh, uh, Finn location because they have to censor it and remove stuff for the stuff that went live. So if you want to come home and you miss it and you want to start it over, you can't. Nope. And then you got to wait for it to kick back in or just watch it the next day. Network, it was on right away. OG pay-per-view, it, it's on immediately right away. And it wasn't nothing cut out either. Don't don't get me started on, on Peacock. Like, yeah. Moving right along. Exactly. Moving right along. So this surprised me this week. Normally, I know Kane's a Republican. He's a mayor. Seemed pretty chill. Haven't, you know, had any issues politically with Kane until this week. And it's not just me. Throw Jericho in the mix, Lance Storm, Mick Foley. Here's what Glenn Jacobs, because I'm not going to say Kane. Here's what, because I don't know Glenn Jacobs at this point. I know Kane, but uh, it's like Hulk Hogan right now. I don't know this guy. Here's what he uh, tweeted out uh, four days ago. Every violent death is a tragedy. That said, the mainstream media would have you to believe that America is the land of gun violence and mass shootings when in fact, as at Hannah DC or Hannah D. Cox points out, uh, our per capita rates of gun deaths are actually lower. As a little bit, uh, much lower than many other countries. Just think about that for a second. Sometimes it's not okay to let your real views out because now we got a conundrum. Those that was like, hey, you know, Len's cool, he's Kane, da da da. Yeah, you know, Lance Storm said, so you're saying all the deaths, including the 19 kids and Yavaldi, are not a, at an acceptable rate or tragedy, and nothing else needs to be done. This is one of those times where you do not say anything in this area. I'm quite sure he's up for re-election. So you got to placate to the um, people that's going to contribute to your campaign. 
but your comments ripple throughout a whole different level. Your comments are global and super scale. Some things you keep to yourself or in your place that does not revolve around social media. So I know you said it, so I'm going to allow you to react and tell me what your thoughts are about uh, what Lynn Jacobs said four days ago. It seems like this is the week that people of stature, whether it's Jack Del Rio, defensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders, or it's Glenn Jacobs, WWE superstar, making comments about things and not thinking of what they're typing. You got Twitter thumbs and not thinking about what the hell you're typing. We just lost 19 kids, two teachers in, in, in Uvalde. We just lost 10 people in Buffalo. There was a mass shooting in Maryland. This stuff is happening back to back to back to back to back. But, you, oh, well, we don't have uh, mass shootings and things like that. And it, what the fuck are you looking at? What stats are you looking at? Only difference between now and about 20 years ago, it's televised. Remember, mass shootings were talked about after everything was said and done. Now, as it's happening, somebody's talking about it. No, you take it take it further back. You talk about in the past, you know when they, they made some decisions and, and really jumped at something? Uh, Lee Malvo, the D.C. sniper, that's when, oh, they was up snush. Sniper rifles, oh my gosh, we need to ban them things. They should mm -hmm. have a sniper rifle. I'm, I'm going to do you one better. Joy Behar said this, and everybody got on her about this, but I agree with what Joy Behar said. You know how to get gun control in this company, in this country? Have a bunch of black people legally arm themselves with these assault rifles. Oh, yeah. Because if you go back far enough, and I've said this many a time, go look up the mole for that and why it came into, into fruition. Because the Black Panthers of California had armed themselves legally and Governor Ronald Reagan decided to put in an act to limit their guns, which is supposed to be a quote-unquote Second Amendment right. That's how you get gun control in this company, in, in company, in this country. <laughs> it's true. That's how you do it. It's sad, but it's true. If the People's Choice, Don Rodriguez, myself, uh, the boss BJ, if all the sideline junkies and everybody that we touched that was of color all went out and bought AR 15s at one time, not to do anything, we want to protect our homes. I just wanted to see, look at it because you know, I got it off Amazon, it was <laughs> on sale, Amazon, but you know, it's that easy, yeah, exactly. It's on sale in Texas, everybody just start rolling up to Texas. And, and, and the thing is, we traveling across state lines. Because we want to go hunting. We got high capacity rounds and, and magazines and all that. We ain't trying to hurt nobody. We trying to go hunting. We trying to go to the range and test some stuff up at the range. We not trying to hurt people. I guarantee you we'll have gun control. Oh, of course. They'll be banned so fast. Because we'll be considered a militia. We'll be considered Uprising. the T-word. Yeah, we're getting ready to start. So They're getting ready to plan something. Insurrectionists. 
just like I mean, truthfully, and you know, we normally don't get political on the show, uh, but you know, Glenn Jake was brought it out of us because I was just so surprised that he asked and all the stuff that he could have said all these years that he's been mayor, and there's been a lot in reference to you know he hadn't talked about the 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 um, LGBTQ dot 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 community stuff and what when they were talking about what bathroom you should go in and all that he didn't mention and say any tweet about that or you know any of the other crazy stuff that was because he knew he would have got canceled but this time oh yeah oh yeah me too none of that he ain't say nothing nothing you know what else he ain't saying nothing about tweeting about that he ain't saying nothing about police brutality protests neither none of that stuff but why he at this time had to say something four months from now maybe but we're still burying these kids you want to know something else I don't think I've ever seen him tweet about? The insurrectionists on January 6th. Of course not. And speaking of which, I was flipping through the channels in the hotel room, and it was a news network that was like, these guys, are they got PTSD. They should be released so they could be with their families. Man, fuck them. You did what you did of, of, of your own volition. You decided, hey, I'm going to do this. That's treason. No, you're supposed to be in jail. You're supposed to be under the jail. Yeah, they're just mad because they about your PTSD? it can't be pinned on the darker hue, the men, the melanin equipped. You know, if it was the other way around, oh, oh, yeah, they should fry. <laughs> yeah, them fools be on the moon mm. with no oxygen. Like, just, just send them, just get them away. But, you know, we're not going to get super into it, but I just, I had to bring it up just because mm. it was so <laughs> important, timing, poor taste, dot, 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 dot. That like houseway. I'm just I'm surprised that he would say something like that. It, and that was tone deaf. That's what oh, that was. That was very tone deaf. What a uh comment on his tweet with the uh the, the African guy that does you know he's famous for just looking at stuff like it's stupid. I don't know. I could you know you know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. everywhere. That's the look that you know should have been put on there because it's it's yeah. Now's not the time for that. No, at all. But, but it's either it's gonna go one of two ways. Either it's gonna work out for him, or it's gonna hinder him, one or the other. Hogan, but this is Hogan moment. He ain't say the N word, but imagine now you walk in uh, into a Raw event or a WWE event, and now the boys in the back like for real. 19- Nobody wants to be around you. Really, dude? That's what you're saying. You know, so uh yeah. I don't know, Glenn. Kane's my man. Big Red Machine is a beast. Kane, uh, I don't know that dude. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, Glenn Jacobs. I don't know that dude. But speaking of uh controversial comments and stuff, I found this story pretty interesting, and then we'll get to uh, the main event. We've all talked about, mostly me and you, as well as I guess James too. Uh, our affinity for watching the dark side of the ring. We watched it quite a few times. Lord knows we had a big conversation about the flare episode with the plane and everything else and how, you know, they putting stuff out there. My question is, how in the world is Vice letting one of their number one series be put on hold so the WWE can be heavily involved 
and a docu-series that exposes the dark side of the business. That doesn't make sense to me. That's, that's the equivalent, and even though this part is actually true, but, you know, that's the equivalent of the cigarette companies doing PSAs about how bad smoking is. Now, truthfully, they are the ones paying for this because it's a government thing. But in, in general concept, just think about that. We want you to smoke. We know it's addictive, but we, we're going to put a commercial out there telling you it's addictive and this is what's going to happen and, and all that stuff. So don't smoke. That'd be, like that is like how did they muscle their way in to say, don't you add another episode until we thoroughly vet it to make sure it's airable on TV? Doesn't that make that a WWE documentary thing that we should be watching on Peacock? Yeah, it does. I don't. What's dark about it now? Nothing, because everything's going to be controlled. It, it, it's like, like on a plane. Did he really mess with that woman? No. No. That's like that's like um telling a story that you were there for, mm-hmm. and you're telling a story. But I'm over your shoulder, like, nah, Don, don't tell it that way. You got to tell it like this. Take that part out. Also, to me, (laughs) it sounds like you got something to hide. Because if I'm telling you, no, Don, you can't do this. No, Don, you can't do that. Don't say this. Don't say that. That means I have so much control over you and how this story is told. So it does not make me look in a bad light. Yep. Here's a story for you. If you were to tell a story of. Our time at ESPN Zone in DC. Don't tell them stories. And I would tell you, no, Don, you can't tell about when I was uh damn, I can't even remember her name. Pretty dark skinned girl that I used to talk to at the host stand when I was at the top of the steps. You can't tell about me going over to talk to her and not greeting people. With no pants on. Did I say that all up? Sorry, I that, was, that was a regular show. WWE version was, yeah, man. <laughs> he had a suit of armor on. We couldn't even see if he had clothes on. That's how protective he was and he was so nice and and like hello ma'am how are you are you having a wonderful evening i just want to let you know i came all up here because your shoe was untied dark side of the ring like what the hell yep (laughs) that's what we're getting like man if you water it down anymore you'll never get diabetes from this we want the tea exactly and we we want to taste all the diabetes they put milk in it I'm gonna have to try that one day. Do you ever try tea with milk in it? No, I heard it's pretty good though. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one day we need to take a trip to, uh, across the pond. I don't know why, but just to go over there. Well, we, we congratulations on the, the queen and her 75th jubilee. Mm, why not? I'm, I'm gonna leave that alone because I I, I got hey, questions. Man. No, for the queen that we can't ask on this show. So. No, no, we we gotta at least shout out long money, universal healthcare too, but long money. When you're that rich and you just hanging out, and she's like, "Look, I'm just old, but whatever, I don't really care." And I heard she wouldn't even let the Kardashians come. I don't, that, now that would make me happy. Ever going go away? Will I ever get like you've been the queen so long? It's just gonna pass over me now. I don't even get the crown. That's when you know you've been there too long. Since she was 24, she was, you know, God dang. Like, can you imagine just just being a queen? 
If it was a king, we'd have a whole that'd be a Mel Brooks situation right there. Long live the king. <laughs> uh but yeah, man. Uh very disappointing to find out that, you know, Vice TV, which if I remember correctly, isn't that wasn't that started by Puffy? No, that's that no, that's the other one. That's no not that's by No, Zeus. Vice, Zeus was started by Puffy. Zeus. Huh? Zeus. Oh, okay. I thought who started Vice. The only reason why I watched Vice is because of the, the WWE. I mean, um, Dark Side of the Ring. Well, yeah, and then they got uh, was it uh, uh, Marrow and Bezos or something? Like that. Was that was the guy's name? The two black guys that have a show. They're, they're pretty cool. I can't oh, I can't. I, I'm brain farting on names, but something to that effect. But they Vice, got a crazy role. It used to be called Vice Lane. Yeah, it's creative uh, director Spike Jones. Because if I'm not mistaken, this one had uh, the, the the gang shows on it. I could have swore Puffy was part of that startup, but I could be I could be wrong. Who knows? Everybody starts something up themselves. You know, he's all happy with uh, Dre. You know, we all got beats just because of Dre. We know what the hell a beat was like. You're gonna sound like it's in the studio for what? I'm not in the studio. Guess Whatever. what? I'm gonna spend three hundred dollars for uh, you know the beat solos. Here's the thing though, I I've never had a pair of Beats headphones because you don't know what you mean. No, no, no. Have you ever had a pair of Skull Candy headphones? Yeah, I have, but the Beats are better. Mm-mm. The Skull Candy ones that I've had, I've listened to Beats ear earbuds. I've had a pair of Skull Candy headphones like these, and it had a bass boost on. Them. Oh, I know. Soft leather cushion. Uh, them headphones were hundred and eighty-five dollars. I know, and they were collapsible. Yeah, the skull. I miss my fucking headphones. Great for the bass, but the problem is to be able to. And well, this is after I left ESPN, so and I was DJing and stuff like that. So I tried the skull candies, but it was just too much bass, and it wasn't allowing me to hear the other levels as I was blending in the music and stuff. The beats, on the other hand, I get it. You know, because I could hear the different levels and be able to work things out that way. But now on a, you know, a Call of Duty or, or, you know, something like that, you just want that thing banging. Oh, yeah. Skull Candy will mess around, blow your eardrums out. But uh, well, for the music side, me and some beats and Virgin Megastore, that was a, that was the thing right there. No, 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 no. Give me some Skull Candy. Speaker box, love below. Make sure you say pause on that one. First of all, <laughs> I ain't pausing nothing. I'm securing my man. We're talking, we're talking about headphones. Look here. If you're going to give me some skull candy, some brain, I don't give a fuck what you call it. you over here. You have a flashback. But um, you talk about speaker box and the love below. Hey. Uh, don't, 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 please don't make me sing. I don't want to sing tonight. Let's go on. Let's move on. So the last thing for the show tonight, because, you know, he over here having some fun being free. He could go out there to Canton and, and check out the Football Hall of Fame. He could go ahead, pee with the bathroom door open. He ain't got to be yelling for nobody to come bring me something. He ain't going to be like, you know, I told you to go ahead and, and you know, log into the game. He ain't got to say none of that. You know, you just out there living a the life, man. Balling. Now nah, you got me. You, you, you got you, me with the pee with the door open. Hey man, you know, <laughs> trust me, I know. I'm gonna take it a step farther. I bet you didn't shower and just laid on the bed, bucket naked. I do that at home. Of, on top of the comforter, like this. 
just spread out. I do that then, at home. That's fine. No, 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 no. There's, there's nobody there to interrupt you. It's just like, you know, like dust in the wind, just falls in the wind. That's all, <laughs> all it is. The whole is just flapping around. Trust me. That's the first thing I did when, you know, I went to my first conference. And I'm like, oh, I got a room by myself. Okay, then. Jeez, but not only that, I got a room to myself. Yep. I have my own rental car. Mm-hmm. So I'm just I'm just out here just parlaying. And it knocks on the door. You want a date? <laughs> Shit. Man. It's it's like, quiet as hell in there. Like I think I'm the loudest person in, in, in this daggone hotel. So I'm like, you got WrestleMania tickets? No, we ain't dating then. <laughs> I'm get that mess twisted. So let me get off of you and you hanging out butt naked, peeing and pooping with the door open. Don't even spray, just no courtesy flush, nothing. Like it's just gonna linger in. We're not going to talk about all that because I know that's what you've done. That's why I got that big old Cheshire Cat grin. Uh, I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> I'm not saying a word. It's a rite of passage, man. You still got, what, six days left? Uh, Five. Yeah, sure. You, you got a couple more days to pee with the toilet seat down. So <laughs> uh, the last thing of the show is a big question. And Jim Cornette... Uh, talked about this on his podcast see the one time james not on i'm talking about jim Cornette's podcast uh he went into a little bit of a dissertation or rant about whether or not tony khan is really a good booker remember we talked about uh mgf bringing a full circle at the beginning of the show and what tony should do to capitalize on his whole situation it could go stone cold-esque type of you know, you're taking this guy through the next level and he's going to be the biggest thing on there. And it's, you know, MJF as a heel, a true heel versus the man. And it's all about money. Or, you know, it could be him just being a royal butt and not even giving him uh, TV time, airtime, financial time through the websites and, and uh, merchandise sales. He's just going to make him right out his contract. Uh, or... He could just be like, I'll just see what happens and give him a microphone next week and see if MJF doesn't go as far as we know MJF can go. So with that one piece, um, uh, uh, Jim Cornette was like, he is a horrible booker, not doing a wonderful job because he doesn't know, you know, his ass from a hole in the wall. (laughs) I'm serious. That's pretty much to summarize what he was saying. That the guy just really, he's a fan, but he doesn't understand the business. Kind of like what MJF said. You should be uh, on the other side of the rail, spectating, not in the back, making calls. Notice the shift in AEW. When it started, when Cody, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, uh, we'll say allegedly now, had some say-so and who was coming in, what was happening, even Jericho to a point as well. You know, what was happening, you know, who we were showing on matches. Again, we say it all the time. Joey Janela, Sonny Kiss, Abaddon, um, Swole. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people that we were seeing on primetime TV, pre-Rampage, just, and uh, uh, Dark and all that stuff. You know, they were on the show. Not in Dark, but we will never see them, really. Because yeah, when he gets like... Uh, you know, what was that, Ring of Honor? Like, when the heck it come on? Um, you know, you're not really seeing it unless you search for it. So they got two shows that you really don't see. 
in truth, the average fan really doesn't see. They see, you know, dynamite and rampage. Now that he, I, I said it back then, y'all disagree with me, but Tony Khan is becoming Vince McMahon. I'm the guy, I make the decision, I, I'm the one that's doing X, Y, and Z because MJF didn't call out everybody. He just called out the one that makes the decisions, the only one that makes the decisions. You tell me, what's your thoughts? Is he, you know, a competent booker? Is he going to, three years is fine, but can he do three more years? No. Hell, can he do, was it WWE at least, uh, was it almost 50 years, if not 50 years in existence? As a whole from WWF to, you know, WWF to WWE? I think they're over 50 years. Yeah, that's a long time that Vince has been, you know, ideally in the captain seat. At some point, here's my thing Tony Khan needs to take the advice of a great man who I can't remember who it is. <laughs> but they say when you run a business, you hire people that are smarter than you to work under you. He did, then let them work. You can't have your fingers in everything if you know nothing about the business. Tony Khan. Tony Khan is uh, what 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 was the dude that um that founded UWF? Oh God, I was just I was just uh reading up on him the other day. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait a sec, wait a sec. I know I got it. I, I hold on. I tell you who it was because the thing is that's what Tony Khan is without the the without the uh the 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 the, the Without um, without the Herb Abrams, that's who he is. He's Herb Abrams without the cocaine and the cowboy boots. <laughs> that's who he is. You jumping into this game, you don't know nothing about it. You got people like Sonny Kiss. I haven't seen uh, 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 Nyla Rosa awful lot in the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. Maybe. She's taking time off. Could be possible. I don't know. She's been but on the you, network a couple times. But you got people that you should be putting on an awful lot. You have a huge roster and you only use this much. And here's the kicker. During your show, you show us the ticker of all the people that was on a, so-and-so defeated so-and-so. You still wrestle that? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, God dang, why can't I see you? Talent that should be there. One of um, Jim Cornette's points, and he agreed with MJF. Why are we WWE former talent heavy in the forefront? When you got a homegrown guy. Now, they didn't push MJF. He got over on his own. He was only introduced as Cody's friend. Remember, that's all he was. His friend, his friend MJF. Mm-hmm. And then it started branching out, and then MJF started finding his path. And as he became healed, and him and Cody had that falling out, and then he really broke through his broke through moment. Uh, we broke um, uh, episode. We had to give uh, Cody those ten lashes. That's where he started yep. breaking through heavily, and then that turned it into you know that, and MJF said it. I had a program with this person. 
killed it. Did a program with this person, killed it. Did a program with Jericho, killed it. Did a program with Wardlow, killed it. Homegrown, grew himself, got himself over, but yet he is not the number one, one of the two features. How many times are we going to see Mox? No disrespect to Mox. Um, you know, how many times? I mean, Jericho, you have to have Jericho on. We just don't call that part for the course. Uh, because, you know, he's a GOAT. The only one that has reinvented himself so many times, it's amazing. You know, he's, he's on Undertaker level almost at this point. Uh, so we'll take Jericho out of it. But, you know, Daniel Bryan, we take him out because he's running his lane, not too much. But, you know, we see Moxley a lot. We see all these other WC and Punk even to an extent who's doing, well, we put the belt on him and unfortunately got injured. Um, and now we got to go in a different direction. Uh, the only person that they need that we haven't gotten yet is Kenny Omega. That's the only other person that can pull the emotional draw out of the crowd other than MJF. Why are you not utilizing it along with everybody else? Why are we focusing on WWE? <laughs> because I don't know what I'm doing. Ask, you, you want to take a comparison and learn from the past? Since he likes to talk about history and stuff, uh, go put a phone call to uh, Ric Flair and ask him how he felt during a Jim Hurd era and WCW and NWA. Somebody that knew nothing about professional wrestling, but yet you're making calls that make absolutely no sense. Hell, we could take it a little bit further. <laughs> Cornette calls him Estane, but uh, we had Ed Ferreira and uh, Shitstein. Um, you know, running WCW, <laughs> even though they were writers and stuff like that from WWE, but you know, like, what are you doing now? We destroyed it. We've got Judy Bagwell and a shark cage. <laughs> like, what is happening? You know, you're ruining the life of David Flair to where he doesn't want to wrestle anymore, ever. Doesn't want to be associated with wrestling at this point. You know. Took Ric Flair away from his family so much so it stressed him out that, you know, if he would have been a little bit more focused, we could still have Reed. You know, there's a lot of different what ifs, um, you know, that could be in there. But some, th- I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say it's totally bad. Some stuff and some decisions Tony Khan has made that I agree with. Bringing some people in to really, you know, solidify and get the viewers over there. You know, getting CM Punk to wrestle again, we can both agree that's huge. Period. So that's that's win number one. Uh, you know, having Jericho and letting him run and do what he wants to do, no issues there. I give it to you. Um, you know, infusing a Japanese element. Um, some of it is a little crazy. If you're not watching a lot of, the, you know, uh, New Japan and stuff like that, you don't get the nuances from Emi Sakura and and Riho and and uh, some of the, the ladies' names. You know, when they're wrestling their style, sometimes it doesn't come over to the uh, American audience that never watched that before. But I enjoy watching it. You know, even seeing Kenny Omega still do his setup with different moves, like when he's going to do. Um, you know, run into the ropes and, and come off of it and do whatever movie he's going to do. You still see that New Japan setup. You know, those things are giving them the freedom to cut promos and stuff. I'm with. 
But then there's some stuff, like we talked about, where the hell are all these people at? Hmm. Abaddon is, is undertaker-level mystique. Damn it, she should be the champion going up against Britt. Can you imagine Abaddon crawling out, freaking out Britt Baker? That would have been perfect when Britt had the championship. Because Britt would have somebody to play off of, and it's almost like the boogeyman coming out. Uh, or, or Papa Shango and stuff like that. And Papa Shango. But I don't know. Can they make three more years with the current trajectory? What is the, the, the question I'll ask you uh, as we get ready to uh, wrap it up? What can AEW do to set themselves up to make it three more years? Quite a few things. Number one, learn from WCW's mistakes. Learn from UFW's mistakes. Learn from every company that has folded or been absorbed by WWE. Learn from their mistakes. Number two, learn from WWE's mistakes. Number three, build your own homegrown talent. Build them up. Put them on a pedestal when free agents come in. The free agents will be looked upon by the fans as outsiders. And let them don't do what WWF does and WWE where, you know, you got a Don Rodriguez that came in from WWE and you automatically putting a belt on within two months. Don't do that because the boys in the back don't like that. I don't give a damn who you are. Number four. Get you some writers that know this business and know how to put a, a, a wrestling crowd right here in the palm of their hand and hold them there for 60, 90 minutes a week if, have, if need be. Put those storylines together that last. That's it and that's all. This is this, this, this shit is self-explanatory. Manage your salary cap a little better. Oh, don't go. Uh, yeah, don't go. Maybe next uh, week we'll get into uh, USFL because uh, you know where MJF is in comparison to CM Punk, where you know uh, Darby Allen is in comparison to CM Punk. You know the pay scale is a little interesting for the workhorses. You know, that that are really drawing the crowd in and making it happen and putting their bodies on the line compared to the ones that are only coming out, cutting a promo, and then they have a, a, a rampage match that may last, you know, four minutes, and they're getting well over $7 million a year. Something Things that make you go, hmm. Ask AJ Styles how he felt, putting all that work in a TNA. Booker T talked about this uh, as he was commenting on the MJF thing and how he understood if it is a shoot, how he walked in with a super contract. And he's like, but uh, what about this guy, AJ? This, you see what this dude is doing in Ultimate X and all this other stuff? And y'all paying him pennies? Backbone of the company. Samoa Joe, backbone of the company. But they brought in Hogan, Bischoff, Scott Steiner, and the list goes on. The main uh, event uh, mafia, the Dudleys, um, you know, all those people, huge checks. But the Kazarians, 
the uh, uh, like I said, uh, the AJ Styles, the Christopher Daniels, the Chris Sabins, um, the Lokis. Like, how do you not take this dude is coming high, looking like the daggone transporter, putting in work, and he's not a champion any sooner. Shoot, even um, uh, uh, oh gosh, with the raspy voice, Eric, uh, uh, he's with Sanity. Um, I want to say Eric Edwards, but it's not that. It's uh, Eric something. But uh, you know, he was was a staple and impact of TNA, but they weren't getting those big checks. Same mistake that Tony Khan is is running down in the same position. And he's a longer contract, so he signed him for a lot of money. Longer contract, so now you're mm-hmm. you're vested. What do you do? CM Punk's injury. He, he's on limited shelf life, but you still got him. Only one that's smartly doing work is Sting. Yeah, I'll do that bump. Other than that, I'm gonna do my woos. You know what I'm saying? Beat my chest. Maybe hold the bat up. Good. Let Darby go put in the work. I've done my job. Been there, done that. And I'm happy with that, just to see Sting come out. And you know what? That's another thing. You can't keep calling back to the past to carry the company forward. You got to start infusing some of this young talent, especially your women's division. If one thing that WWE has taught everybody, if you have a strong women's division, when your men's division is kind of weak because of vacations and injuries, you can do some damage in the ratings. Remember when the women were carrying Raw? They were yep. carrying SmackDown. Carrying. NXT was carrying itself because it had so much talent. But what made Raw and SmackDown so fun to watch? The women's division. The women were closing out the show. And that, that block of time, that second hour of, of the, well, the third hour of Raw and the second hour of SmackDown were highest higher rated than what they are now because the women were carrying everything build those women up to carry you so you don't have a storyline for the men get your women's only pay-per-view because evolution was a one-off hit and we haven't got it since somebody needs to pick up that mantle and run that's where tony connie to spend the money if you're gonna spend some money bring more women in or You've already got them technically. Put them on the main show. Put them on the main show. You have Athena. Hell, if I really wanted to, I would call Nia Jax. I'd be like, look, we'll figure out something else for you to do if you want to wrestle. If you want a Goldberg contract or or, 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 a Brock Lesnar contract, fine. But you need a a, a big, mean woman. That's why I was was pumped when uh, Britt Baker came out with Awesome Kong. Kong didn't have to do nothing. Nope. It's just the fact that y'all brought out Awesome Kong. That was awesome. Unintended. And the thing is, she came out, she did her thing, and then she rode off into the sunset. They didn't ride her into the ground where you're just forcing her down our throat. But you got, you're not even forcing Sting down our throat. You're not forcing the Hardys down our throat, which is great. You're doing good with that. Don't force the, the older wrestlers down our throat to relive the glory days. Kind of sort of use them as enhancement to push the younger generation. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't it, understand, no disrespect to the Hardys, but why they didn't put over the Young Bucks. Not yet. Not yet. Tony Khan's decision. 
Not no, yet. This is the time. There's nothing wrong with the the Hardys don't lose anything. Well, by getting beat by the Bucks, especially how it all was set up with the interference and all that. Well, that, we can have we can have a, a young Bucks versus uh, undisputed era almost now. So yeah. So I mean, that's that's a whole other hot mess. <laughs> you know, then we still got FTR out there, you know, doing that thing. Um, but you know, I still understand why um, Ray Phoenix and uh, Penta haven't got that championship back, but you know. Or, or pocket pen. I mean, whatever. That's just, ah, again, that's why I liked it better when Tony w- could have been the final say, but he was listening to the buffers and the people that were saying this is actually a smarter play. Period. You may be scripting your show four or five, you know, weeks out, all that stuff, but let's put these things in play. Because when something goes wrong, Punk's injured, now we got to scramble. Exactly. And now we have eliminated tournaments and and you know which interim champion for that you got to wrestle Mox and then now you got somebody in New Japan trying to win the belt over there be interim champion and why I don't even understand I know Forbidden Door is coming up but that makes no sense to have two interim champions going against each other when technically there should only be one interim champion in America. Let, let me say no this to New Japan, but why are we? having two people wrestle that have no vested interest in your championship to become champion to come over here to wrestle the people that have a vested interest when we know the people over here are going to win the belt but let me let me say this no brainer let me say this wrap it up (laughs) there are levels if you have i got the nubian sumo versus the people choice on the top level i gotta have storylines under there so when this storyline runs its course, the next one comes up, the next one comes up, the next one comes up. And I got something else for Nubian Sumo and, and People's Choice. They may be two different things. But if it's a long-standing feud, then I can go away from it and come back to it. Go away from it, come back to it. Because there's blood there. There's bad blood there. And these guys work so well together. Come on. Yeah, I can understand if he understood the art of long-term storytelling like the old days the slow build i'm with that but i agree with uh what you were saying because as that first main program ends that's this pay-per-view when the next one is coming to the boiling point that's your next pay-per-view's main event and then vice versa it just keeps going up and up and then you can refresh it because you got the newer talent that are on the other shows wrestling somebody else so it's not the same match back to back they're not wrestling each other just like they wrestled last week and then they talked about this and then they're going wwe where we know it's a tag match but this week jay uso is going to face riddle and the next week uh rand yorton is going to face jimmy uso and then the week after they're going to wrestle each other for the championship but up it was disqualification so no we're just going to move it to the pay-per-view that's WWE issue 101. That's not what we need to do. When you have enough talent to be able to slide somebody else in to give a fresh storyline, a fresh beef, and then it's more entertaining. And everybody gets their piece of the pie. Used to be that way before Rampage. Used to be that way before the other two shows that we really don't see unless you look for it. So I just need to go back three years in 
Go back to year one. That'll get you three more. I think that's my piece on that. Well, that's the People's Choice Don Rodriguez. I'm the big guy, KG. The Nubian Sumo was on special assignment tonight. Hopefully, we'll get back with him next week. Uh, because I'm sure some stories that he could tell, but I'm gonna look over and show them like, nope, you can't tell that part. You can't tell that part. Insert this because I'm going to run everything that's on this show from now on. I'm going to run all the stories and make myself look good because that's what WWE is doing. So that's what I'm going to do. Night so. light of the ring. That's what it's going to be called. <laughs> Night light of the ring. I like that. Look, you better trademark that now because <laughs> it's coming. Yeah, it'll be on but, Peacock. Don't worry. No, shoot. It, it'll be edited out and all that. But until next time, folks, have a good night. Thank you for riding on the mothership. I'll be home next week, but I got more shows to do before I come home. A lot of sideline junkie business to get take care of. So yep. until next time, Whatever. diversify your bonds. Eat you, our bitches.